Hey everyone, grab your Bible, a pen, a journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee, and I would like for you to write this down. Genesis 32, verses 24 through 32. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with him. Then the man said, Let me go for his daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Benel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Penel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ, and I have some exciting news for you. Our podcast is now available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify. But sadly, May 26th, next week, will be our last podcast before our summer break. But we can't promise to be gone for three full months. We may or may not have a few pop-up episodes throughout the summer that you will not want to miss. So subscribe to get notifications of new podcasts. Today, Dot will be speaking about the lessons we can learn from Jacob. Let's jump into the conversation. Kara, last week we talked about how important it is to look at the people in the Bible. They're not all perfect. Definitely we see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that we can learn so much from their story and how God's working in their lives. I believe that God allows us to, to see uh, certain things that are going on in other people's lives to say, well, it makes me feel a little bit better to know that they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. That God can use anybody. And, you know, I think that it's very important to know that um, God uses bad and good, everything to fulfill uh, his purpose and to weave into our story how powerful and great God is. I remember Francis Chan saying one time, don't you want to just live in such a way that you wake up every day and say, God, just surprise me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that so often we limit God of doing miracles, that we limit God to show us really how great he is because we're just so busy working and planning our own mm-hmm. lives and, you know, getting involved and making sure our details are worked out and our plan is worked out and our goals are met and stuff instead of really waiting on God and watching God do a miracle in our life. Today, we're going to see Jacob. We're going to talk about Jacob. Um, You know, last week we talked about Esau and their twins and they were wrestling. And we know that Jacob, as they were being born, grabs hold of the heel of Esau. Mm -hmm. Ironically, the name of Esau means red. Mm -hmm. And we know that Jacob means deceiver. Mm -hmm. And as you get into the Hebrew meaning of that, it means the grasping of the heel, tripping someone Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, so he truly was a like a thorn in Esau's side from mm-hmm. the womb his entire life. Yes, and coming out, grabbing his heel right. and saying, you know, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to overcome you. I'm going to 
push you aside mm -hmm. and I'm going to succeed. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like his whole story of his whole life. Yet here we see that Jacob is deceiving Esau from day one. He tricked Esau into giving up his inheritance for a bowl of soup. Mm -hmm. And then later we see that he will steal his blessing. Mm -hmm. And I think that as we look at this and we see the lives of these men and how God still uses them. I mean, you think about Jacob. Jacob was the father of 12 tribes of Israel. I mean, I feel like I need to confess something. I've always had a problem with Jacob. Because of the deception. Because of, yeah, like I, and I don't know if you, I feel like, it, you know, we, we have mentioned this before. We read through the Bible every year. And it seems like every year when I start to read Jacob's story, I mean, Jacob and Esau, but Jacob in particular, obviously, I have a hard time with it because he is like the history of Israel. I mean, he is Israel. He's and huge. I remember this, I don't, I don't know if I should admit this, but I remember the first year that we read through this Bible in a year, I knew that the Israelites were Jake. Like I knew that, mm -hmm. but it like hit in another way of like, um, like they were literally named after this human. Mm -hmm. That's why his story has been so hard for me because when you see the truly the evil, I mean, you mm -hmm. know, Deception just, is right. Evil. The mm -hmm. evil that he did. And that's who God chose to hit the Israelites from day one. Birth, you know, like it, yeah. It's so to fulfill the promise he gave to Abraham and how that and to fulfill what happened in Genesis three. And it's you know? God, it is God's grace. And it's one of the things that we'd be reminded that God wants to use us and we don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that God's story and his power and his redemption and his love and his grace is greater because it's coming through people that do not deserve it, that mm -hmm. are deceptive and that really are people that are sinful. And that it, if it was someone that was this great person, even Abraham, you know, lied about Sarah. So there's no one in the Bible right. other than Jesus that is this perfect person. So when we think about Jacob and we think he's such a deceiver, we know that Jesus calls Satan, you're the deceiver, you're the liar. And so here is Jacob living in such a way and almost like it seems like one chapter after another after another name? in Genesis mm -hmm. of how he's deceiving all the time. And we know that he really tricked Esau out of his inheritance. But now what happens is just to give a little background is that his mother, you know, we talked about how that they favored, you know, Isaac favored Esau and Rebecca favored Jacob. So Isaac is telling Esau, I'm going to bless you. And so I want you to go out and, you know, kill animal, come back mm -hmm. and, and feed me. If I was Jacob or Esau, I don't think I could ever eat a bowl of stew or anything because things aren't going well here around right. the dinner table. But, and so he says, I want you to go and, you know, kill an animal, come back and feed me because I want to bless you. And so then Rebecca hears this. She does not want Esau to get the blessing. Right. Which in both of them, remind, tell me if I'm wrong in this. They both would have gotten a blessing, but the firstborn gets a greater blessing. Gets a greater blessing. And right. the firstborn gets a, a double of an inheritance. And so now the blessing really is whatever the father wants to give. But the firstborn is usually the one that gets the greater blessing. And so Rebecca's not wanting Esau to get that. And so they make this plan and, you know, he puts all of this like fur and, fur and blood, like smelling like a hunter and everything. And he tricks 
Isaac. And so then when Esau comes in and realizes, now you've taken my blessings. Mm -hmm. One thing you've taken my birthright because I gave that up. Right. Now you tricked me, but I gave it up. But now you've really deceived me. And, and betrayed him. And betrayed him. Mm -hmm. And so, again, Rebecca finds out that Esau has told someone, soon as dad dies, I'm killing him. I, I, he's done. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. Can't well, I mean, lie, which in I, the we've flesh, said I have mm -hmm. a you have problem issues. with. <laughs> but again, you know, Rebecca steps in and says, Jacob, you better leave. Mm -hmm. And so now we know that Jacob is a deceiver. But ironically, this might make you feel a little bit better. <laughs> Jacob gets deceived. Right. It and so it sense. comes back. It comes back to them. You know, you reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. And and so it does. He he does get deceived. Today, we may have you may hear our Bible's pages going because I want you, if you can, get your Bible too as you pull up into this conversation. So I want you to turn to, to chapter 28 because there Jacob is leaving. He's fleeing. And he left Beersheba, where he was, and he sets out for Haran. But before he gets there, he stops and he decides to, to go to sleep. Then he has this dream. And like in verse 12, it says, in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending and on, on it. There above it stood the Lord. So he has an encounter with God. So here's his first God moment. And God says, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, and the God of Isaac, not Jacob yet. Mm -hmm. And he says, I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out the west and the east. So the main thing as we're beginning to think about how does God take this deceiver and turn it into an overcomer, it, it is a process. Right. So now... Jacob has had a has an encounter with God, but it doesn't say he had face to face. Mm -hmm. And so here he is. He sees this. And so Jacob, you know, as you uh, turn the page, you'll see that Jacob says to him, uh, will you bless me? Now, Jacob's all about blessing. Now, he just got hold of um, Esau's blessing and he's like, will you bless me? And he says, I'm going to be with you. I'll watch over you and I will bless you. Then Jacob wakes up from his dream and he says, well, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't aware of it. And he was afraid. And he said, how awesome is this place? So it's an encounter. It's like, wow, I wasn't even aware of this. Like, this is God. So it's like when we think about our lives, Kara, you think about maybe that moment when you accepted Christ. It's that God moment. But now it's going to be a journey. That same person that you were 24 hours before you meet God, mm -hmm. you're still that same person. Right. My heart maybe changed because of, or my heart did change because of encountering, encountering. God. But I have not. Your flesh, your right. patterns aren't. Right. And you'll see that with Jacob because right. after that, Jacob deceives Laban. And so, again, you yeah. know, Jacob is being deceived as right. well. But we see that there's not just a total heart change, but he has that moment mm -hmm. with him. And then he meets Rachel. He falls in love with Rachel. So he talks to Laban. He says, well, I, you know, well, can I marry Rachel? And he said, she said, yes. And so anyway, we know that he was deceived. He ends up marrying Lee and didn't know it. And then he has to work another seven years. So he's being deceived. His whole right. life is coming back on him. Right. We just want to make sure that we realize that here is Jacob. He has this God moment with God. 
but there's not a lot of change. Right. And so then he works and there's a lot of years go by. And then we come up to realize that he realized he's been deceived and he's decided to leave. Right. But I want to say this at this very end of the verses that I read earlier in Genesis 32, there's a change. Mm -hmm. Now, Jacob hears that Esau is coming. And now he gets his wives and everything and he gets afraid. Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing like your past coming by. <laughs> yeah. And again, that's something God's working in his life. He has an encounter right. with God. Now he's got to deal with his past. And that's what we don't want to miss this now. Remember, we're taking steps of how God takes a deceiver and turns him into an overcomer. Mm -hmm. So he has to have at least some encounter with God, mm -hmm. with salvation, or I know that you're God, God, you're going to bless mm -hmm. me. And, um, and then now we got to deal with our past. And so uh, Jacob gets afraid mm -hmm. and he says, okay, let's get all the people we're going to, and we're going to break them up into groups. Now, ironically, there's not a lot of change because he sets Leah first. So when, when Esau comes, yeah, okay, I'm not really feeling any better about Jacob. Yeah. When Esau comes and you're going to see him, if he's going to kill anybody, he's going to kill the first ones that they come to. Right. Well, Leah's in the front. Right. And Rachel is. The one he didn't want. That's right. And so Which, Rachel. So there's still a I little bit. I will have bit. to say, this is something I love to note when I read through the Old Testament is the lineage of Jesus. Because I like seeing who mm -hmm. he, like that was so intentional. And right. Leah is. Yes. He isn't. She is the one that is chosen in the lineage of Jesus. And anyway, it's just like a side note that I just personally love. Well, let me tell you this too. Now, you know, he never, never says that Leah, he loved Leah. Mm -hmm. He always loved Rachel and Leah tried her best. If I could just have children, right. if I, I could just make right. I him for her. love her, if I, I could just, if I can do and produce and do all these things, I can play God and I can change his heart and he can love me. It never says that he loved him. But ironically, when Jacob was um, buried, he requested to be buried next to Leah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so here's, ironically, there mm -hmm. is some respect and right. honor toward Leah. So, right. you know, there is some good in that. But I will have to say that as they go on their way, he has to deal with his past. Mm -hmm. And so here comes Esau. And so he expects Esau to kill him. Mm -hmm. why, why wouldn't he? He deserves to be that. Right. And so that's where when we turn and you get turned to um, chapter 32 is that he's already made his plan. He's left. He's made his plan. He's going to meet Esau. And again, he's divided everybody up into twos. And Leah's in the front. Rachel's in the back. But here's what is very important. Before he meets Esau, he meets God. Mm -hmm. And that was the verses that I read. How God meets Jacob where he is. He, he's having to deal with his past fear of what's mm -hmm. going to happen. You know, the what ifs and the consequences of our sin. Before he meets Esau, he meets God. Mm -hmm. I love how in 32 verse 24, it says, and Jacob was left alone. Mm -hmm. So it's like, God is like, I'm dealing with you. You personally. Mm -hmm. and, and now you've said all your family, all your little blessings, all the things I've given you, all your possessions. They're now, they're no part mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. And he's left alone. And that is a huge principle that you meet God and then you begin to deal with your life and God begins to take circumstances in your life. And they're not always good. He, you know, 
Rachel couldn't get pregnant and then Leah and then there was conflict it was, and then he was mm -hmm. deceived and Laban deceived him and Rachel deceived and took uh, the household gods and stuff like that. It was just also much dysfunction. So Jacob's life wasn't the greatest, right. but there is God continually to work in his life. And that's, again, I want to, don't miss this. It is a process. It is a process of how God takes a deceiver, takes someone like me and you, takes a sinner, mm -hmm. someone that's maybe even deceiving ourselves, that we don't even know that we're deceiving ourselves and how that we're doing things to try to make our lives work the way we want it to do. And God steps in and says, no, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't need your help. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Just remember, Jacob is alone. He's about to deal with his past. But before he dealt and faced his past, he's got to meet God first. Mm -hmm. And here's a deeper, stronger relationship. This is a deeper um, moment with God. This is a little bit step further. This is that nighttime. Right. So this night, is he's alone. Alone. Mm -hmm. And there's no one but God and Jacob. And they begin to wrestle. And, you know, and as I think about this, I think about the many nights and lonely times that I've wrestled with God mm -hmm. and ask God, God, change my circumstances. God, don't allow me to reap my consequences. Nothing is more painful than when you begin to reap your consequences. And, and I think that as I think about Jacob, he's sitting there alone and he knows Esau's there. And he knows what he's done. Mm -hmm. And I, how do I know that Jacob has repented and how that there's different? Because they remember he meets God at the very beginning. But now there's a difference. There's a growth. And he, the reason that we can see that there's a growth is he says, I've met God face to face and I should have died. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He is the humility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that humbleness. I should have died. Mm -hmm. God should kill me. Like, I don't deserve to be blessed. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve to even live. So here's this moment. And I don't want us to miss it because, and I want you, as you're listening here, just remember, we're talking how God works in our lives and how that we might have been defined. And we might have been told over and over again that we're a deceiver and we live out of our name. We, we start from that place. I'm a deceiver. Therefore, I'm going to deceive and I'm going to continue. We define ourselves so often by what people label us and say. Or even like you're so worthless or you're so lazy or I don't. Yeah. So you don't have any yeah. motivation to do it and you're going to live off right. out of that. So what we think about ourselves is how we live out from there mm -hmm. and so of course his name was deceiver and he did deceive but here God says what is your name and he said my name is Jacob in another here's what it is I want you I want to paint this Carol listen to this here it's dark Esau's about to come and we know because we've been told there's many people coming he's coming with an army mm -hmm. he's gonna die Esau is out for revenge. That mm -hmm. all that Jacob knew was, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. And then he's laying there and God comes and he begins to wrestle with God. And maybe he was wrestling, God, I deserve to die. Mm -hmm. God, I, you know, I I deserve everything that I right. that you give me, but I want you to bless me. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve the blessing. Because he said, I I saw God face to face and I lived and I can't believe it. And mm -hmm. so as we think about that night and how hard that must have been 
for Jacob because he's saying, I am a deceiver because the the man of God says to Jacob, what is your name? Mm -hmm. When I wonder, I I wonder if the struggle, yeah, is not just the, I mean, he definitely was fearing his death, but if it was, you know, I'm just imagining if you know, you are facing your past tomorrow, whatever that dark past, but if that person or that thing was about to be printed for the world to see, or if that person was showing up your door to, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but if your past was facing you, I feel like it, I mean, he's dealing with his fear of death, but it had to be much more of like the shame and the, Mm -hmm. um, and the guilt, guilt, yeah. Mm -hmm. And condemnation, like everything of like, I'm about to face every dark dream that I am. And it was dark. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. It's night. He was alone. And he had to face God. Now, he was about to face Esau, but now he's facing God. And that's a whole different ballgame. That brings in a whole different level. And when the man of God said, what is your name? He said, I'm a deceiver. I am a deceiver. That's what he's saying. Mm -hmm. I am. So he's confessing. Mm -hmm. I am a deceiver. And then the man of God said, no more. No longer. Now you're going to be Israel. And what? Israel means is it means the one who struggled with God that overcomes. So now, Jacob, you're no longer Jacob. You're no longer a deceiver. You're an overcomer because you've met God. And the relationship that he had with God at that moment was so much greater. He'd, he'd been with God before, but now it's a whole different ballgame. And, and here's, what, here's what just really gets to me is that God has changed us. God changed Jacob. God made this deceiver, the guy that you have such a struggle with, into an overcomer. And his his life changed. He bows before Esau. He said, I've sinned. Please let me, you know, do it. And here is Esau. He's probably like, who is this man? (laughs) But, But you know what? God had already worked in Esau's life. Right. Well, that's what I mean. I meant like, he's probably like, who is this man? Like, how different he must mm-hmm. have looked. And for, he, in order for Esau to see the difference, he obviously had to have been changed too. And it's but. such a sweet, I want everybody to go back and read it because when they meet, um, it's so sweet because um, Jacob falls down after encountering with God and he's now changed. He falls down at Esau's feet and he said, you know, here, let me give you the blessing. Look what God's all blessed me with. Let Here, let me pour like what? God has blessed me with, let me give it to you. Instead of now taking um, Esau's blessing, Mm -hmm. now he's wanting to bless Esau. And he's like, who are these people? Oh, that's your wife. That's Mm -hmm. your children. Oh, that's my niece. That's my nephew. And he's like, and they embrace. And, And God had gone before Jacob and had worked in Esau's life. So when his past came, what he feared mm-hmm. it was happening, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And But we cannot deny that what God was using was that fear of his past. And he began to struggle with God. And God says, you know what? You're no longer Esau. Mm-hmm. You're no longer Jacob. You're no longer a deceiver. You're an overcomer. Mm-hmm. And the reason that Jacob wanted to know what's your name is because he wanted to confirm mm-hmm. that he was with God. And he right. said, why are you asking me your, my name? Right. It's like, it's almost like, is this true? Like, is could this, this be true? Right. 
That's right. And because yeah. if he had said, I'm God Almighty, we're number one, Jacob would have died of a heart attack right there. But what Jacob was wanting is, I want confirmation right. that I'm over. Because it's true of me. Am I really? But what happened, God confirmed it through Esau mm -hmm. and said, you know, this is your wives and these are your children. And he'd forgive them and they embrace. How does God take a deceiver and turn him into an overcomer? It is an encounter with God. It may be wrestling with him. It may be wrestling with your past. It may be those nights that you're alone and you're dark and you're crying out to God. It is during those moments that God steps in and he changes your life. Really, this name changes. I haven't thought about it in this way before, but it's probably the most powerful name change in the Bible. I mean, mm -hmm. he changed a lot of names, especially in the right. Old Testament. But Abraham apart from, to Abram. Apart from Saul to Paul, I mean, this is it probably... I mean, I would argue it's probably even more um, significant, this name change, because of the meaning and the identity of it. I wonder what it would the meeting would have gone like with Esau if he hadn't, you know. You never know, but here's yeah. the deal. Remember you saying I had a problem because he's, he changed to Israel, and that here the entire the well, Messiah a, came through the children of God. Now, it didn't come from the deceiver. Jacob, right. It, came from, it came from Israel. Yeah. And that's where I think that's the difference mm -hmm. is that the Messiah came through the faithfulness and to his promise through what Abraham did. But he changed Jacob to from being a deceiver into being an overcomer, which would represent the king well, right. that would represent Jesus well. And so as we think about how God uses circumstances and uses us and how does he change us it is that repentant it's that mm -hmm. facing our past it's that encounter with god is that crying out to god is that holding on to god when i think also like accepting truly accepting who god says we are like this is who i say you are it's called born again and a child of God. Right. So I think, you know, Jacob had to believe that he was Israel and not Jacob when mm -hmm. he went in to meet Esau. Like he had to was, walk in with that confidence of this is who I am. And let me tell you how sweet God is. He left an impact that Jacob would never forget that night with God. He limped his way in to see Esau. That limp, the very thing sometimes we wish God would take away was a reminder. Remember our time, the time that you wrestled with me. Remember when you wouldn't let go of me. Remember when you wanted me above everything else. Um, Jacob said, I'm not going to let go of you. Mm -hmm. And so he touched his hip. And so there was a uh, evidence that there's a confirmation. Can you only imagine? If somebody said, hey, Jacob, what's the, what's the matter with your heel? Oh, I've just been with God. Mm -hmm. It's that moment he remembers what God rescued him from and delivered him from and who he's called him to be now. It's not living in who Jacob is anymore, but it's not forgetting. You know, every time he walked, every time he took a step, he remembered mm -hmm. what God had. What God had done in mm -hmm. his life. And, and this is where you don't live out of being who you are, but living in what God has done now. And I want to say this as we close, as you think about when he had that first dream, he built up stones and he made an altar and he said, I've met God. But now 
he meets with God and he limps away. It's no longer this, this monument, this stone that's so distant that I can go back and remember, oh yeah, that was the time I met God. Now it's something personal. Mm -hmm. And it was a reminder that Jacob, every time you want to try to live as if you're a deceiver, remember as you're limping, you met with me. You're no longer a deceiver. You're an overcomer. And that's how God takes a deceiver and turns him into an overcomer. I hope you wrote some of that down. For more content from Dot, head to dotbowen.com. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. We look forward to being with you again next week as Dot talks about Elijah in our last podcast of the season. Thanks for listening.